You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers dropped two games over the weekend, being bested by both the Pens and Capitals. We continue to see the same mistakes rear their ugly heads. Stop us if you heard this before, but the Flyers' defense and special teams are struggling. Fingers crossed they can figure it out sooner rather than later. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and it looks like I picked the right time to miss two games, eh boys? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you sure did. Um, I'm Matt Arenic, and despite dressing what I would argue is the best team we've had on paper all year, the Flyers cannot provide us with a consistent 60-minute effort, and I can't speak. But you can imagine my shock that, like Joe mentioned, we saw the same ugly stakes and themes so so shocked they affected your uh speech your speech for yes yeah. i know so, it was pretty good matt very meta um i'm mike sawissa and uh i think that this is just what we're going to be seeing uh until an impact trade is made if i'm being honest uh you might be onto something there um god help us if that's the case because uh chuck I, I mean he's known to make some moves chucky two trades as he's been called in the past but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Before we break the games down, though, how about a quick word from our sponsor, Mike? You want to you want to take a roll at this one? Yeah, I'll try it out. All right, um, all right. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has played out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. See, it's not all that bad, Mike. It's not all that bad. That was kind of rough. You killed killed the emphasis on the keywords. You did. The the sweat was all there. The sweat. that was a delivery. Uh, you're knocking some that. rust off Monday, buddy. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. Obviously, I mentioned at the top, I missed both of these games. I was with family all weekend. You know, funny enough, I was in I was in the Pittsburgh area. Um, and I still didn't get to catch the Penguins game. I uh, was not on the television where I was staying. So, um, it is what it is. The Flyers fell to the Penguins 4-3. to three, So, just basically reversed the, uh, the teams from... What was it Thursday night when the when the Flyers came back and had the crazy win? So, um, who wants to take the lead on, on this one? I think we're we're you guys are splitting caps and pens, right? Who's doing the pens game? Yeah, I'll, I'll start off. I mean, we'll probably touch on it. Uh, each of us will touch on it, but um, yeah, I think it's a shame. I think that the game, the, the final game against the Pens, that's one that 
they really could have won and probably if they just played out a, like a solid final two minutes of that second period they probably could have come away with the win and that one I think I mean it's a shame Elliot lets in I mean everyone was saying that was an uncharacteristic goal for him like I mean, we've been watching Brian Elliott for the past however many years, and he seems to get beaten on short side plays like that a pretty fair amount. I can think of a handful off the top of my head from just last season. Um, but, you know, even be that as it may, it is a shame. He's played really well this year. Um, but it's a save you need to have. And then instead of going into the third period with a lead, you're going in tied up all of a sudden. And the Flyers looked like a tired team in that third period. Um, I don't want to say it was for, I don't, I don't want to say they lost for lack of effort, but it was just frustrating. They had a chance to potentially put the game on ice earlier in the day. And then you don't execute, uh, on special teams necessarily when you need to. I think they got one power play goal from Hayes, right? Um, yeah. but yeah, just, just frustrating. Easily two points that they could have had and they sort of just let get away from them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like you said, Brian Elliott, he made some amazing saves after that week one was let up, and he's had a very good very good season. But obviously in the moment, that's kind of another theme that rears its ugly head is giving up late-period goals. They did it against the Capitals. They did it against the Pens. Another blown lead, another theme. So it's just that's what Mike said earlier on is I think at this point, believe it or not, we're closing in. I think we're about four games away from um, halfway through the season for the Flyers. And this is probably the team you're going to see. Unless we make a trade, it's going to be some good hockey for stretches. It's going to be some brutal defensive lapses for other stretches and then a weak goal here and there. I mean, in my opinion, a lot of the, a lot of the weak goals that have been let in are a result of bad team defense. Um, and then on the offensive side, it's a lack of it's a lack of contributions from the depth. I mean, Jake Voracek, I'll argue, has looked good over the past couple games. The Pens game, he looked good, but he just he hasn't been producing. Patty the same way, more so in the Capitals game. But a lot a lot of these players, they're looking better. But at a certain point, when this division's so tough, looking good and producing are two completely different things. Um, so it was nice to see TK and Hazy get off the schneid on Saturday, but unfortunately that didn't carry into uh, to Sunday's game. I wanted to ask you guys, was there anybody in particular that you thought stood out more um, in, in the Penguins game? Because I was, I was able to watch the – I actually saw the highlights for that. I haven't even seen the highlights for the Caps game. Um, but I want, I want to see anybody stick out to you. I was, like you said, I was happy to see Hayes and TK – um, you know, get on the board, but a- anything else? I thought Ghost was moving well through at least the first two periods. He had a goal game. too, didn't he? He had a Ghost bomb. Yeah, he did. He scored four on four. Matt, I don't know if you disagree. Yeah, no, I think Ghost. I mean, Ghost has looked like one of our better defense to defensemen over the past week or so. He's looked really good. Um, after obviously he had that that brutal game with the first Pen Pens game, but um, yeah, I mean. I feel like I'm mixing up both games here, but even though Hazy scored, I don't think he's looked all that great. Provy continues to struggle. Um, TK had a little more jump in his step, maybe. 
I would say. But other than that, yeah, I mean, the issue is, I mean, we have we have so many players, I guess, quote unquote, looking good. It's just they're not producing. So yeah, that's probably anything from you, Mike. Before we jump to the Capitals game. No, I think I think that sums it up pretty well. Like I, they're they're kind of being carried along right now by Joel Farabee and JVR. JVR and, and Coots and, and G of late, like those guys are all consistently at least putting up points. So, I mean, but and I, that's what again, was... I, well, ahead, I, Mike, sorry. I don't think that that's a, I don't think, I don't think it's that the bottom of the lineup isn't necessarily even playing well. I disagree with Matt. A lot of the guys just aren't cashing in. Like Patty had a couple breaks, like he had the one big breakaway in the third period against the Pens early, could have put the team up. And didn't like I think he was actually looking like decent. five hole was that the one we went yeah, to go five just, hole yeah. just missed it um, and then he had a big chance against the Caps I'm pretty sure I missed I missed a little bit of that game I think the first period um, but yeah I, I think guys are playing well they're just not cashing in Matt you and I even kind of we disagreed on it a little bit last episode about Lindblom how I thought he's turning the corner a little bit and he's played pretty well and you said like yeah but even on the one goal that he got an assist on in the comeback game like he couldn't bury a chance alone in front and I think there is something to that like even though these guys are playing well like playing well is kind of like the that's the baseline of what you want from guys right like you need to play well but also produce so it's just frustrating I I don't think they're they're overpassing still too yeah they're they're overpassing and I don't think I think between this the, the Pens game and the Caps game, like, I don't think that the Flyers are that just a bad team or, like, so much more inferior to the Pens or Caps. I don't. I think that a couple, you know, don't allow a goal backdoor off a set faceoff play at the end of a period and don't let in a short, a bad short side goal against the Pens, and, and those games are different. And it's just frustrating because I, I, I don't even think they're playing necessarily that poorly right now i don't think they played that poorly against the pens and caps they just didn't do enough to win and sometimes that's the difference so they need to i think coots mentioned it sorry matt this is the last thing i'll say no, you're good they coots mentioned it after the caps game where he was like he was audibly frustrated with the, the power play and he said we're missing that killer instinct we need to figure out how to get that back so we can put games away not just pull, not just hang around and you know have a chance to win but when you are given a chance to be like all right, this game's over. Instead of it being, you know, three-two with the other team pulling their net at the end of the period to try and tie it, it's a we make it a four-two game and make no doubt about it. Like they're just not doing that right now. That's the difference. And what frustrates me is like we talk about the theme of them not shooting the puck often. Is like for a team who is struggling with consistency, they they're always looking for the perfect goal. You can yes. do that if you're if you're the top of the league and you're just wheeling and dealing and rolling through teams. Like, okay, yeah, look for the perfect goal. But when you're like outside of your top players are struggling to produce, you can't be looking for those fine passes. And that's why, in my opinion, the power play isn't clicking is because they're not getting shots. Like JVR has probably ninety percent of their power play goals from tips, and I can't imagine. I can't remember the last time he had a tip opportunity on net so 
that's one frustrating part. And then anytime we're on the penalty kill, it's just like you you know they're getting scored on. It's and it's not even and it's not even just like deflection goals or whatever it might be, like rebounds in front. Like we're talking about just tic tac toe wide open backdoor goals, like every time. Like it's it's just again part of it. I mean, as many people probably notice, like I don't think. Michelle Terrence a good coach, but at this point it comes down to execution. We're, we're missing Matt Niskanen. That's the only difference, and our power, our penalty kill goes from top ten to the last. Doesn't make sense to me. I, I think that just comes down to like focus on the, the details, sticks and lanes, and and just really minor details. that comes down to execution of the team. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't really expect anything else until we make a, a make a trade here. So. Well, like I said, I, I think I picked some good games to miss because I probably would just be just as mad. At, but you guys aren't even mad; you're just disappointed at this point. But. Yeah, they were they were they were frustrating and disappointing losses. Yeah. But it's not like it's not like they got shelled in every single yeah. one of these the, games. Like, and as we transition to like the Caps game, for example, is that first period was probably the best period of <laughs> hockey they played all season. Like, really? they looked yeah. so good. It could have been two, three, nothing, which. Gets back to good. Uh, did Sam Sonov what he st- uh, stand on his head or something? He he had some really he good saves towards the end. Game, yeah. Yeah. But but in the very beginning, like Coot said, the killer instinct is we have a three on one with it might have been Hayes. I think it was Hayes, Lawton, Konechny, and they don't get a shot on goal oh, because they're trying to they're they're trying to do the perfect pass like backdoor type thing. And and I I believe right after that was the second period. I believe right after. They miss like two or three really good opportunities on one end. They mm-hmm. go back to the other end. TJ Oshie has a nice kind of play at the top of the blue line. Makes like two players run into each other. Braun like falls down and Ovechkin's wide open back door, which how they scored two of their three goals. And that's that's what he's talking about. It's like good teams, as we know, being Flyers fans, we've watched this team struggle to, to convert on odd man Russians man rushes for a while last year a large part of why they were so good is because they converted on them and this yeah. year it's they've gotten better of late getting shots on net but we're still seeing the same issues repeatedly and there's no real change of overpassing so it's a shame anything else from the caps game mike do you want to mention any any bright spots i mean I, they lost three one I mean, they Fairby had the first goal, another. which, yeah, <laughs> Fairby gets another. I saw yeah. the goal, so I at least saw that. Uh, I mean, I don't think Matt and I were joking before all this the episode started, but I thought Carter Hart looked fine. I thought that that was just a good game by Carter Hart, and I don't put any of the goals on him, especially the the goal at the end of the period. The back was that the one that everyone jumped on him for the back yeah. door. Yeah, the back door. Play by Orlov. Like he he like flubbed it too. He like yeah. shot it fully, but flubbed it, and it perfectly went through his five yeah. hole. And yeah, like yeah. what people were comparing it to was Sam Sonoff had a somewhat similar save coming across, but at the same time, it's like the difference is here. It might not be the difference, but the, the fact of the matter is, we're talking about two wide open players back door, mm-hmm. no one even checking them. It's like one's the best goal scorer of all time and the other kind of flubs it. it I agree it's, it wasn't his it's, fault. It's also, though, like, in a situation like that, like, what, how does, because Sam Sonov made that save, then Carter Hart has to make that save, too. Like, that's not how that works. Like, Sam Sonov made that save for the Caps, and that's great for them. 
but if they if the Flyers had scored the same thing, we would would we have been talking about the same way? Like, wow, Samsonov really needed to, to get that save there on a two on one. Like, it's just a ridiculous it's a ridiculous point. So I thought he played fine, and uh, I mean, as far as I I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's about it. Yeah, I mean the, was, the story. The story again was four what four power plays, no goals. Mm-hmm. So it's just like nobody outside of outside of special teams. Special teams is legit bad, but then an even strength again. It's not like they did all that much to lose it. They just didn't do enough to win it. Really, like they just they didn't. Patty had a really good game. Mm-hmm. I thought he was all over the place and had some good opportunities, but. Again, at the end of the day, as, as Joe's mentioned in previous episodes, it's there comes a point in time. I know it's still only about 20 games in. Like I'm willing to give him a little bit longer, but from the team success standpoint, like you, you can't go. And that's been kind of his MO to start his career is he'll have stretches where he looks really good and he's putting up numbers, and then there'll be stretches where he doesn't have a point for 10, 10 15 games, and that just can't be a thing if he's going to be a big contributor for us. Uh, it's the whole team. The whole it's a result-oriented business, right? So, yeah, he, he needs to produce, but I mean, so does uh, a couple couple of those guys. Um, I mean, TK, Jake. Yeah, Jake. I mean, listen, I I'll never fault Jake for getting you know fifty assists, sixty assists in a season. I I love that about his game, but it'd be great if he could get you know fifteen goals, something like that. Twenty goals would be nice. TK got the monkey off his back a little bit, getting that one. So um, I'm hoping, you know. So much of goal scoring is confidence too, right? I mean, I'm sure that weighs on Patty too, because he, you know, he started off hot, and then he really cooled down, and he's trying to get back to to where he was and trying to find his game. Um, but it's it's on all of them. This is a results oriented business. So, you know, if you come to work every day and, and you know you bring a great attitude and you're doing the small things well, I'm willing to work with you. But you know, eventually it comes to a point where you can't even do that anymore. Like if you're coming, you're a great attitude, but you're not putting numbers up. I mean, everyone loves a great locker room guy. We all have that person at work that's like, hey, yeah, I, I love Jim in accounting. He's so funny. He's a great glue guy. But, like, if Jim in accounting starts messing up or he's not really, you know, my my stimulus check or whatever isn't getting to me when it should be, you know, we're going to have to have a tough conversation with Jim. <laughs> Same thing with these guys, man. Get, get goals on the board. That's what you get paid millions of dollars to do is to score goals. 